0: Welcome to the Oceans Church Podcast. We pray that as you join us for this message, you are blessed, encouraged and empowered to bring the Kingdom of Heaven into your spheres of life. Um, Maybe you've been to church before or maybe you haven't. Maybe you haven't been to church for a while. Maybe you've drifted from God. But I just had this image that came into into my mind. And tonight's going to be a little bit different, by the way. But there's just such a sense that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a dad. I've got a beautiful daughter and two sons. And, you know, my daughter, Leanna, she loves the monkey bars, right? Her hands are permanently glued to monkey bars. I'm like, how did she stay out there so long? But occasionally she tires out and if she looks like she's going to fall. She calls me, Dad. And so I go to her and I'm standing under her and I'm ready to catch her. But actually what she needs to do is to trust me and let go. And I just had a picture in my mind tonight that some of you are actually, you just need to let go and actually fall into the arms of God. God loves you so much. Maybe you don't know God yet. Maybe you've drifted from Him. Maybe you're holding on to things tightly in your life. But God tonight is the saying, Would you let go and just actually fall into my arms and let me take care of you? And so even right now in your heart, just begin. Lord God, I just, I just let go. And I want to trust in you. Let me tell you, there's no safer place than you can be And trying to hold on. If the arms are getting shaky, then let go and trust God. Amen? Awesome. So we are in the second week of our series that we have called Unashamed. So everyone say, unashamed. Unashamed. All right, why don't you say it like you're unashamed. One, two, three. That's what I'm talking about. Ain't got no time for shame. I know. We'll get a bit loud. See, shame just robs so much from our lives, doesn't it? Shame. Shame. Fear, it, it it robs us of so much. We got and we don't. We, there's there's so many moments that we pause because of shame, because of fear. Now, some people make the mistake thinking that oh, that's just I'm just a timid person. I'm a timid person, fearful, a bit nervous, a bit anxious. Can I tell you that is not you? That is actually a spirit of fear. Shame and fear are like cousins, and and the Bible says that God has not given you shame, fear timidity, nervousness, that is not actually who you are, but he says, I've given you a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. That is actually what God has got for you. And tonight, a little bit later, we're going to be breaking some shame of people, some fear tonight. It is, it actually is not who you are and you can leave it behind tonight. Shame is not your inheritance. And so we want want to let go. we want to leave shame behind. Come on. We want to be unashamed and especially when it comes to our faith in Jesus. Let me tell you, the devil, the world or the devil through the world will keep on accusing you and trying to bring you down and get you to be ashamed about your faith and trying to intimidate you with with media and all kinds of things around us just to shut you up, to keep you silent because the devil is freaked out about the actual power that we wield in our hands, which is the message of Jesus. And so the key scripture for this series is... Hopefully, it will pop up on the screen. It comes from Romans and it says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed. I'm unashamed of the gospel. Oh, there we go. There there it is. It's part of this very slide. No extra slide required. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. It is the power of God saving everyone who believes. Everyone who believes that we have power in their hands and we want to be unashamed and so we started the first week of the series last Sunday we spoke a message about crossing the lake or crossing the lines and what that was about was Jesus bundled his disciples up into a boat and they went across the other side of the lake or the sea the Sea of Galilee right for one person so they crossed and went out of their way inconvenienced themselves to go across the lake to meet one man when Jesus stepped out of the boat there was a guy that no one had, everyone had lost hope in him. He was demon possessed. He was naked, used to cut himself with stones, lived in the graveyards. Everyone, including all the agencies, have given up on him. He's, 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 he's gone. You know those kind of people? Maybe you think you're one of those people. But then what I love about Jesus, for this one man, because after he was healed, Jesus went back. So that for this one man, what happened was Jesus disrupted his life. Jesus disrupted what the devil wanted to do. What the devil wanted to do was keep him in chains, locked up, and hopefully he'd take his own life and his own life, or his, his life would end up in the grave that he's standing on. And maybe other people thought, yeah, maybe that is his destiny. But Jesus is like, come on, no. Jesus went out of his way, crossed the lake, Delivered this man of all his demons. And he sat clothed, fully clothed. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That's one answer to prayer. Fully clothed, sane at Jesus' feet. And then he's like, can I go with you? Like he didn't, as you can understand, he didn't want to leave Jesus' side. But Jesus was like, no, 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 no. You're not going to live in the safe zone. You're not just going to hug me for the rest of your life. I've got a mission. I've got a plan for your life. Go and tell everyone about me. So he, he went to 10 cities in that region. And they were all amazed at what he told them. See, can I tell you this thing? God wants you and I to cross the lake, to cross the lines, to inconvenience ourselves, to disrupt what the devil is doing in people's lives. Some people, we just look at them and think, okay, that's the way they're always going to be. But let me tell you, Jesus sees them differently. When other people had no hope in the grave dweller, God saw a world changer. And because Jesus stepped into his life and disrupted what the enemy had, he had keys to unlock destiny that no one else saw. Can I tell you, every single one of you hold keys of destiny to people. And what we learned from that message was that no one is too far from God. So what God wants you and I to do is to step out of our comfort zones, to cross the lake, to go out of our way, to see what God wants to do. Just the other, the other day, I was um, buying this shirt, actually, at Lake Lup Shopping Centre. And um, I walked into a room five minutes to go before the shop closed. I went in there, and and Lauren was really helpful to me and um, and she helped me to be. Aren't you glad that she suggested this shirt? Yeah, thanks, thanks, Kobe. Really appreciate that. Thanks, thanks, Han. Appreciate it. That's great. Um, well, well, I like it anyway. And so I was talking to her, Lauren She's like, What do you do? What do you do? Oh, I'm, I'm, I speak at church. And, you know, preach, etc. Oh, really? Etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then I just felt the prompting. And so I'm like, hey, you know what? God loves you so much. And do you want to come to the Easter service? Didn't even have an invite yet. Do you want to come to the Easter service? Wrote down the details in a little pad. Hey, um, you know what? God's got a plan for your life. Do you mind if I just pray for you? Got to pray with her then and spoke prophetically over her life. And in tears, she's like, you had no idea how much I needed that. And I just love the fact that Jesus wants to disrupt. She was like, five minutes to go. Time to close up. I'm ready to go home. That was her plan. But then Jesus stepped off the boat into her life to come on, disrupt what the devil wants to do in her life. So I'm hoping to see Lauren. Let's pray for Lauren to come to Easter service in Jesus' name. Let her come, Lord, and be transformed in Jesus' name. And, and you know what? God has called each one of you to be disruptors, not to be nice. Hi. How are you going? You're good. Good, thanks. That's good. But, sorry, boring, come on, oh, God's got more adventure for you than that. He wants you to disrupt some lives. That's what we're about. It's the power of the gospel. Gee, I haven't even started the message yet. And so, and no one is too far. You have the keys to unlock. But I had actually a, a whole message prepared tonight, for tonight. It was fantastic. It was going to be amazing. It would have given me a round of applause and go, yeah, amazing. Not really. But then God, not really. But then God disrupted me, <laughs> and actually, I just feel like God wants me to share two things with you tonight. And so, this is completely unprepared. Something that I've spent a few minutes looking at tonight. And so, I rarely actually do this, don't I? And but 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 this is what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And there's there's two things that God wants us to do tonight. Firstly, it's something that God wants you to do tonight, and then it's actually something that He wants to do tonight. And it goes both ways. So. So first of all, what God wants you to do is to go to a new, fresh level of surrender. A new, fresh level of surrender to Him. In another word to describe surrender might be the word obedience. Oh dear, my kids don't like that word. <laughs> obedience is practical surrender. God, I give you my life come into my life have your way <laughs> but then practical practical surrender is obedience and so you know as we're leading up to Easter can you just pick out the invite from underneath you can give me a bit of a wave over here what we would love every single one of you to do is to take very practically three or more of these ways. Well, thank you very much appreciate that and write people's names on it. You know what? I have have a Sinhalese Sri Lankan friend in Albany and I looked up on Google and looked up her name and wrote her name in Sinhalese, Kumari. She's like, oh, she was so touched. So I've given about 10 of those away to people at the cafes and things and come on, let's like individual, when people get an individually named one, come, your life will be changed. It'll be awesome. I love you. Bring them, bribe them, drag them, kidnap them, whatever you need to do because their life will be changed forever we'd love you to do that really really practically you know this this whole message really this whole series is about helping you to be unashamed about your faith but sometimes we can be pretty overwhelmed hey it's like far out what do i do i think sometimes we feel a bit like moses a little bit like moses right see god's people the israelites were trapped in slavery for 400 years in egypt they were slaves crying out to god to be rescued to be delivered They were oppressed. And and it's a picture of what our lives can be like before we meet Jesus. But what Jesus wants to do, which is really outworked in the story of how Moses helped to deliver God's people from Egypt, what Jesus wants us to do is to be like Moses, to help people to be rescued from slavery and lead them into freedom. He's sending you and I like Moses to go and do it. But sometimes you and I feel like Moses did. See what happened, right, is Moses... Uh, was a shepherd for about 40 years. And at about 80 years old, when he's ready to retire, right? <laughs> he's ready. He's thinking about his retirement plans. He's bought his caravan. He's ready just to go. He's been looking after sheep for 40 years. His father-in-law's sheep, not even his own. And he's just been to the back end of the desert, looking after some sheep. And then all of a sudden, he sees his burning bush in the distance. And, and just as a bit of a bunny trail, what the Bible says, when he saw the burning bush, he noticed it, it, didn't, it was just perpetually burning, it wasn't burning up, but it was on fire. And what he did is he took a closer look. So I just want to pause on that for a moment. He took a closer look. You know what? Sometimes when, sometimes gets, God gets your attention like a burning bush. He, it might be a verse in the Bible. It might be a message that you hear tonight. It might be a word that a friend says. It might be a prompting in your heart. Can I just, this is totally, this is is a side little tip. Moses, what Moses saw when he saw the burning bush is he drew drew near to take a closer look. And when he drew near and took a closer look, that's when God began to speak to him. Now, sometimes what we do in a microwave society is God begins to speak to us. We, We get a verse or a word, a prompting, someone says something. But can I encourage you to take the time to take a closer look? And as you take a closer look, you will hear God's voice clearer than you've ever heard it before. So often we just flick, 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 go, go, next, next, pause, take a closer look. Then God spoke to him, destiny, identity about his future. And he said, hey, Moses, you know um, about the two million Israelites that are in slavery? He's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm going to rescue them. Moses is like, yeah, finally, come on, who are you sending? God's like, yeah, you. He's like, oh, shivers. <laughs> He's like, uh, um, I think you got your names a little bit mixed up there, God. But God's like, no, 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 I've called you. And Moses is like, how am I going to do that? And I know that many of you have heard this message before, but this is exactly the message of what God's saying. You've seen this properly about 500,000 times, but I feel like God wants to say it. God said to Moses, "All right, how are you gonna deliver them? What's in your hand?" And Moses was like, "How is that relevant? <laughs> it's a bit of wood. It's my staff that I, you know, just help to guide sheep with. Um, it helps me to walk. This my staff." And then God said, "Well, throw it onto the ground." and So what Moses did, in obedience, he threw it onto the ground. And what happened when he threw it onto the ground? You don't want me to throw it on the ground, do you? Make a loud noise. Okay. I feel like we should have a sound effect like rather than. It's a little undramatic. And so, as he did, it turned into a. So, what he did as he surrendered it, as he threw it onto the ground out of his hands, he gave God what was his. Then, God added his supernatural power onto that which was just natural, normal. And it turned into a snake. And Moses freaked out, but then God told him to pick it up by the tail again. He picked it up by the tail again, and it became a staff. And this staff, this normal, everyday utensil that he's never thought was special in the day of his life, it was a normal, everyday, menial thing, when he surrendered it to God, God added his supernatural to it. And then this staff became the thing that he delivered the people out of slavery into the promised land with. So this staff was what he used to part the Red Sea that was impossible for them to get through. This was a staff that he did a normal everyday thing and just whacked the rock and water flowed out to feed millions of thirsty, parched people. This this staff is what he led God's people into freedom with. And so what is God speaking to you today in terms of surrender? He's saying, will you give me what is in your hands? And this staff can represent so many things in your life. It can rep- represent your time. It can represent your talent. It can represent your finance. It can represent your relationships. It can re- represent the gifts that God has given you. Maybe you think it's just familiar. It's every day. You're like, yeah, I'm all right at music. Yeah, I'm all right at talking. I'm friendly and whatever. But as, as you give what is normal to God, what well, you can see that as every day. Then He adds His supernatural to it. And you see, all through the Bible, when people do natural things in obedience to God, that's what opens doors for the supernatural power of God. If you think about it, God asked Moses to whack a rock. How many of you whacked rocks with sticks before? All of us. It's a really normal thing. I love whacking things with sticks. So do my kids. (laughs) In obedience, whack a rock, and God adds his supernatural, and supernaturally water gushes out of it. Another time, the disciples were following Jesus and Jesus said, has anyone got any lunch? And they just brought food and then that was a natural thing. Everyone's got lunch or most people and then Jesus multiplied it and it fed 5,000 people. There's time after time after time again when God asks people to do natural, normal, everyday things in obedience to God and then God adds his supernatural power to it. And so tonight, what God is inviting or asking you to do is a fresh level of surrender a fresh level of obedience to Him in order to see the supernatural power of God work in your life. Um, and so I just want to press pause right there and just lead you in a prayer. I know this is not normal, but I just want to lead us in a prayer of fresh surrender right where you are, in your seats. And so why don't you close your eyes. And Lord God, we, we just deny. God, we're sorry for holding on to what you have gifted us with Lord, our time, our lives, our priorities, our finance, our relationships, our giftings, Lord, and we just re surrender our lives to you, God. We surrender, we throw it down, Lord God. We give you our gifts, Lord God. We give you our everyday, Lord. We give you our normal and menial lives, Lord God, and we thank you, Lord, that as we surrender our lives to you, that you pour out the power of your supernatural, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that as we even just give someone a bit of paper with a name, with an invite on it, Lord God, that you add your supernatural to our natural, Lord God, as we step out in obedience, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you're opening our eyes and our ears to hear and see where your spirit is leading, Lord God, as we step out in obedience, Lord God, you pour out your spirit, Lord God, that as we lay hands on the sick, Lord God, that they will be healed, Lord. As we speak prophetically, Lord God, that it will cause life and faith, God, to rise up in people's hearts, Lord God. I thank you, Jesus, that as we take normal, everyday steps, of obedience, Lord, that we will see you move in miraculous ways, Lord God, that are beyond what we could imagine and think, Lord God, according to your power at work within us. And so, Lord, a fresh level of surrender tonight. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And so that's what God's asked us to do tonight. Um, and something that I believe that God wants to do in this moment is actually, again, set you free from fear, set you free from shame. Um, there's an account that God reminded me about from John chapter eleven, and it 's about Lazarus. so Lazarus was a really good friend of Jesus, and Lazarus sadly died um, and and Jesus ended up coming with all the mourners, people that were mourning about his death, and then one of lazarus 's friends and jesus 's friends said, "Well well jesus can 't you, can't you do something about it can 't you raise him from the dead?" <laughs> jesus was like, "Heck, yeah, just watch this." <laughs> And so what Jesus said is this when he's been when he was dead for 3 days completely dead starting to rot maybe starting to stink it says this it says then Jesus shouted Lazarus come out see the power of our words see the power of your prophetic words you know the other night when I was talking with Lauren I felt like God prompted me to say that she is going to be a leader In a church and that by her leadership that she's going to see many many women know their worth and their identity in god i had nothing to base it on she wasn't even a christian she wasn't at church but there's something in her that felt the spirit of god say calling out of her and it really impacted her life the the words that you speak have power to literally bring people alive from the dead spiritually so can i encourage you to be bold when you talk be bold be prophetic You talk, don't be timid, it's not a part of who we are. And so he said, Lazarus, come out. And then the dead man came out. Come on, but this is the particular bit that I felt God was speaking about. He says, And the dead man came out, well, now he's living, and his hands and feet were bound in grave clothes, and his face was wrapped in a headcloth. So although he was alive, he was still wrapped in grave clothes. And then Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. And you, I just had a prompting and a sense from God that, that some of you have been made alive in God. You're spiritually alive to God, you know God, but there's grave clothes of shame and fear that are wrapped around you that prevent you from actually stepping out and being who God intended you to be. Because get this, Lazarus, when he rose from the dead, he became a witness they testified to the love and the power of Jesus so much that the religious leaders wanted to kill him like again <laughs> it's like Lazarus killed two ways and they wanted to kill him again because here he was raised from the dead many people were coming to faith in him but they wanted to kill him because of his witness can I tell you that you might be born again but the devil wants to stop you He wants to push you down. He wants to let shame and fear rule your life to prevent you from helping other people to come to know Jesus as well. And so tonight, really simply what God wants to do is to break off fear and shame from your life. Because shame is not a part of your inheritance. It is not a part of who you are. Stand up tonight. It's been quite different. But I really believe that God just again wants to really break Shame of people's lives right now tonight in this moment. So I'm just going to invite the worship team just to come back. Thanks, Jess, playing for the whole time. Awesome. Give it up for Jess. Come on. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. And so thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you're here. Thank you that you're here right now with us, God. And you know, why don't we just all close our eyes across this room? And if, if that is you tonight, And you know that to some degree, whether it's small or great, shame, fear, timidity has become a part of you or has been something that's hindered you. Again, I want to remind you, that is not you. It is not you. It's something that is not of God. And right now, Jesus is breaking it off. And so why don't you lift up your hands, if that is you, to Him, like you're receiving from Him. You're receiving from the power of the Holy Spirit. Right now, Lord God, we just prophesy in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that right now you are breaking off fear. You are breaking off shame. You are breaking off timidity in this place, Lord God. And I thank you that in its place, in Jesus' name, this place has no, it has no room for those that belong to you, that are your children, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that the truth is that right now you release your power. You release your boldness. You release your courage, Lord, over every single person in the Lord. God, and I thank you for courage to speak, Lord God, to speak, Lord God, to invite, to speak about who you are, Lord God, because we are not ashamed, Lord God, we are not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God, Lord God, that brings out salvation to all who believe, Lord. In Jesus' name, let's sing us your breath in our lungs. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Oceans Church podcast. For more information, visit oceans.church.